to episode seven of the Don't Divide podcast. Uh, I'm Cameron Basil. This is my roommate, Porter Kelly. Uh, today we got just an NFL heavy episode with week one being this week. We're recording this on Friday, so two days. Um, NFL, the first Sunday of the NFL starts. We'll have a reaction to Thursday, Thursday, last night's game. And then talk about some college football at the beginning. And then just yeah, kind of give you our predictions on the end of like our final predictions on the NFL season. So, Porter, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. Um, I was happy that Kentucky uh, caught that win over the weekend. Uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about the first week of college football, so we might spend the first little bit talking mm-hmm. about some initial reactions to that, if you have anything you want to start off with. Well, I think we should start right there with the Kentucky game. Me and Porter went. Porter sees a ticket holder and he takes me all the mm-hmm. games, so that's a lot of fun. And, um, we looked pretty rough in the first half, I will say, especially offensive and defensive lines. I think you'll touch on that a little bit, but not up to the standard that we like to play at. Normally, we're, those are our two strengths, like stopping the run and then running the ball. But it felt like we didn't run the ball that well against them. They seemed to not run the ball that well against us. Well, they did, but also like the pass rush. I feel like their quarterback had a lot of rushing yards. So able to scramble, and I feel like that's due to our lack of pressure. And then I... Um, Big thing I want to iterate is that I don't think Will Levis played that well. Yeah, he threw some touchdowns, which was good, but I think the standard for him has to be higher for being a potential first round pick. He's just super inaccurate, and that's like his big problem, and he just cannot fix it. I mean, from where I was sitting, um, I could tell that like a receiver would drop a ball, but it was pretty evident to me that it was like just behind him. He was just behind him. And he can't be he can't be doing that against Florida this week. We're gonna get into it. I mean, this is a huge game with how it shook up. Well, I didn't think it was gonna be this big of a game. And with how they played last week and where they're currently ranked, and now that we're underdogs, yeah. huge game. So what what you what were your takeaways? Um, I know the offensive line's still a little banged up, but it was just I think the offensive line was my biggest worry. I think our defensive line can like get it together. I didn't think our run defense was that bad. Our pass rush was a little slow, but uh, I think like some of that wasn't even like the pass rush being that bad. But like I feel like we just like missed some tackles. Our quarterback was like underrated, shifty. But I mean, next week. Yeah, so that's have, what I'm kind of saying. We're like, gonna have I mean, to get that ran for 108 yards last week. Yeah. So their quarterback did? No, no. Florida. Oh, okay. No, we're talking about Florida. Like, no, they didn't. Like Florida's Florida's quarterback. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, my. The, the good part of the game was our receivers are legit. Our tight ends are legit. Um, basically, our skill positions in general are just really good this year. I'm scared because we still won't have Chris Rodriguez, who's like the key to our run game, because none of our other running backs really touch him, I don't think. I would agree. Um, and that's probably why our run game wasn't as good, and we had to throw the ball more, and that makes Will Levis, like, uh, gives him a lot more pressure. But... Either way, I didn't think Will Levis played that bad. He missed on a couple throws, but I think he made up for it for the most part. I mean, we still won pretty handily. Um, and I, I think he played, like, horrendous by any means. I thought it was just, like, an average game for him, but he could have played better. Yeah, I mean, I see. I, I mean, a lot of guys he hit were pretty open. I mean, I don't think, like, like that one – like, the first play of the game on our offense, I mean, that dude was wide open. He just made, like, yeah. all that yak – I think our receivers are really good, but I wouldn't call them legit until the Florida game. I mean, who's Miami's corners? I, I would say Barry on Brown and is is pretty legit. 
and Robinson's pretty legit. And you Dan, don't think Dan Key's legit? I love Dan. Yeah, so who's not legit? I, I love Dan Key, but I don't think you can just say he's like legit. I mean, he he's great, but um, he ran a, he's ran a couple slam routes. I mean, his touchdown. Was I, I, I wasn't. I was just saying like our receivers and like two legit receivers at least. So. That's true. I just I I'm mean, saying, and Dan Key still looked good. No, Dan Key looked great, and I'm glad he's playing great. I just Florida's gonna. It's, it's, an, it's a new speed from Miami to Florida, so we'll just see how. Much separation they're able to get against Florida, I think is the real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's just I think legit, but it's wait and see until we just say that they're one of the better receiving cores in the SEC. I mean, and they're young, so they're gonna have they're gonna they're just gonna have mess ups. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're starting two true freshmen and a grad transfer that never had more than a 500 yard receiving season, like there's gonna be mess ups. Yeah. So that's our um, that's our that's our big thing. Um, we're gonna come back to Kentucky playing Florida, where we like have the matchups of like next week. Um, but just our week one reactions. Talking about legit, Georgia is legit. Um, Georgia's legit. They're in my playoff picture. Uh, Cam's playoff picture is already looking very sus. Yeah, so okay. we'll get, we'll get to that. So basically, um, Georgia is legit. Uh, Porter basically had it wrong. They're uh, they're that level of program where they do just reload on players. That Carter guy, I kind of remember him now, last year. Damn but I didn't, I didn't talk about him in our podcast last week. And that, that was a mistake you did. I mean, yeah. we, I was, you did. So that was a good call. He's a beast. Defense is a beast. And they saw all those tight ends. I mean, Ladd McKinley had a bunch of yards. Mm-hmm. But I think the Washington guy and Bowers are both better than him. And they didn't get the ball that much just because I mean, it was wide open fast. It was who was wide open and Ladd was wide open the most. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's in Bennett looked good. Their running back is great. Picked up right with the left off the running back. And just the level of intensity they played at for all four quarters. I mean, they didn't let up points. Oh, yeah. Their defense is legit. So um, They're still legit. It, it, it's it's bad as a UK fan in terms of having to play them in late November. I don't know how that's going to look. But you have anything else to say about them? I thought they just, that was not a good performance. I think you pretty much hit it on the head. Um, I had them as my four seed. Maybe regretting not putting them in as a three seed now because they looked like they picked up right where they left off last year. And, I mean, I felt like they lost so many pieces, but, I mean, it looked like they had no holes versus a top 25 team. Yeah. And it's like they're, they are just that level of program now where they're just going to keep staying good, which, it, again, like you said, is really bad for Kentucky. I think we can still definitely put up a fight against them if, like, Will Levis has like a career game. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just don't like our odds. Um I would say for now, I would definitely it's it's a bit been one week, which is crazy. But last episode we talked about like the gap in between Ohio State and the third team. I don't know if that exists yeah. until without Georgia play. And but how Ohio State played. It is interesting. Yeah, and how Ohio State play. But they 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 still took care of business. So that's but they did look sus. But um, we'll see how big Oregon is. Maybe Oregon is, is terrible. So, like, for the rest of the That's season. True. There's teams that are ranked high in the preseason polls, and it's a big win then. Like, for instance, us beating Florida last year, and then they went 6-6. Six and six. I mean, they didn't become as big of a So, um, we'll see. But I don't think they're going to be that bad. So, but who knows? Um, uh, on talking about Florida and, and Kentucky, um, well, our last reaction was, obviously, that Florida game was a really good game, really close. Uh, Cameron Rising, that Utah quarterback field picking the end zone. I was I was devastated because that was my fourth seed, and uh, they're not done yet. And you know, 
they gotta win out. But um, they're not tied anymore. So that was that was tough for me to watch, and it was tough for the Pac-12 as a conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oregon got stomped, and then Florida, who was a team that wasn't even ranked in the SEC, beat their best team probably. I mean, our, I mean, their best team in the rankings for sure. Mm-hmm. So like that was, it was a tough tough week for the Big Twelve for sure. And uh, Utah, I don't know if it, I don't think it was a table or anything. So. Uh, looks like USC is the best chance for the Pac-12 to make the playoff already, just because of their two best teams already getting a loss. So um, that's huge. But you know, Florida looked great. You know, like in terms of they physically stay in the game, and Utah is a very physical team. And then that quarterback, I mean, everyone saw that pump fake play, but he he seemed pretty legit. Mm-hmm. So do you have any say about that game? Um, scared me a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty scary because the quarter a mobile quarterback like that is just gonna take us apart because we're just not very good against quarterbacks that are super mobile usually um it's gonna be up to like deandre square to you know be that qb spy type of thing where Mm -hmm. like he's just gonna have to like follow him around um richardson didn't like throw any touchdowns which i thought was interesting that was interesting that one play was like a two-point conversion or whatever which is still super sick but i mean he ran for three touchdowns so it's like I, I didn't watch most of that game because we were at the UK game, so I don't know how he looked uh, passing the ball. So it's we're ho- I guess we're gonna have to hope to like pick him apart there. Uh, we know he's a he's still a really good quarterback though. Um, I, we we don't have this on here, but I do also want to talk about that LSU uh, oh, Florida State game for a minute. That was crazy, yeah. Just because that game was so awesome. Sorry, I'm kind of like jumping gun here. Awesome. But um. We watched that game with some of our friends, and it was like the craziest sequence of events in like two minutes I think I've almost ever seen in college football. Yeah. It started out with the muffed punt. The muffed punt, and you're like, okay, LSU lost because they're down by like seven points, and then they muffed the punt. Florida State's got it on like the LSU like 10 with like less than two minutes to go. You're like, okay, good game. Um, and then somehow Florida State like fumbles the ball like on their own like one yard line and then LSU's quarterback who like used to go to Arizona State takes him on the 99 yard drive throws the touchdown on a Mickey Mouse one second left yeah and then manages to score the touchdown and then our friend called it and the extra point is blocked and it's just game over and it was like Pretty brutal for LSU. Like that's gonna be tough to bounce back from. I feel like. Yeah, um, I guess I just put because I feel like there's not much national importance in this game. Maybe when you're forced, it's good. But um, I thought that was cool. I don't know why. I just think that was like the best, maybe the best game of the week in terms of like entertainment value. So like, why did they pitch it on the goal line? I didn't get that. Like they pitched. That was really stupid. That was really dumb. But the thing that was astonishing to me is that they got the ball with two minutes left. They only ran off like 30 seconds. And LSU still, I think, had two timeouts. So they still had two timeouts, and they got the ball back. It was pretty insane. I mean, you thought the worst they were going to get was going to be a field goal. Yeah. Uh, you could tell the Mike Norvell, uh, that the Forest State quarterback uh, coach, was like sweating. Uh, they choked sweating. that game. It was going to be like brutal. Um, and also probably, well, I think... I mean, that was the worst special team's performance maybe in FBS history or I mean, SEC history. It's up there. Two muff punts, two kicks blocked. I mean, it's pretty astonishing. For it, for me, a reflection I had is that's 
that shows bad coaching. You know, like the Green Bay Packers, their special teams being terrible, that was just coaching. Like a bad coaching, a bad personnel, like putting the wrong people out there. Because I feel like special teams is mostly coaching mm-hmm. and some personnel, but like, like you get a really fast guy. But mostly it's just coaching. You're using like third string players. You just yeah. have to, you have all you can, you know, use. So to get kicks blocked and to muff punts like that is just not good for for Brian Ke- for Brian Kelly, especially start like his first ever like LSU game as yeah. coach. But puts him all in my wrist a little bit because I'm not a big f- fan of him. And um, LSU kind of being not good is I feel like kind of funny just because how how far they've fallen off since since the L- I mean 2019 mm-hmm. year. So um, that's that was a crazy game. I think maybe Florida State looked. Pretty good, even though they only won by point. Yeah, I think they just they outplayed them that most of that game. Oh, yeah, sure. And that quarterback is much better than LSU's quarterback from what I, I in terms of actually throwing the mm-hmm. ball, deeper shots, placing the ball. So I think they could actually be that's that is a takeaway. They could actually be good. I'm sure they might be ranked soon. So watch out for them. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna touch on so we have I have three three big games this weekend. I don't on Saturday. I don't think there's anything else. Starting with Kentucky versus Florida. Um, key to the game, I, I, you touched on it, and I think we have to force him to beat us throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since Josh Allen left, our outside pass rushing hasn't been amazing. Josh Pascal is pretty Josh good. Josh is pretty good, but he's more like, yeah, that's like he plays yeah. like a five tech. He doesn't play like super outside like Josh mm-hmm. Allen does. And he's really good tackler, but he wasn't super fast. Like Josh Allen yeah. was super fast. So I hope the Weaver guy can kind of step up and be that role when we have because even Cash Daniel, his last year was kind of disappointing. Like, people mm-hmm. forget that. He wasn't that good as last year. Yeah. So, like, we need someone like that to just really, like, boggle him, not let him run, like, not let him run for a bunch of yards, and then beat us throwing. So, what do you have to say? Um, I think you pretty much touched on just what I said earlier. I think it's like Stoops is going to have to outcoach this week. Which you know it, it'll be difficult. I don't know. It's really just you gotta make them beat it, beat you throwing, and Will Levis has to like step up, and he normally does. I think step up in bigger games. Like I feel like he does look his sloppiest in, in games like Miami, Miami yeah. where it's like he's not taking it as like he takes the big game seriously. When he's playing Louisville, he's like sweating it out every single down. You know. Yeah, I think it's a. Watch for him to really be good with his legs mm-hmm. on yeah. Saturday. Sure. I think he's going to be rushing a good amount, and I think he's. I think he needs to have a really good performance. He can't make any big mistakes like he does in like Tennessee where he throws pick sixes. Yeah. He can't yeah. make dominant plays like that, and he's got to put 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 his passes on the money, and then be and then maybe we can run the ball a little bit better. That I think that's he's kind of keys mm-hmm. to winning. Um, so that's that. Another game I've highlighted here is. Alabama, Tennessee, or not Tennessee, Alabama, Texas. That's a pretty big game for um, national standards, obviously. It's uh, Sharkeesian, who is the old Alabama offensive coordinator versus Nick Saban. Um, it's a good look for me to watch Texas. Like, I haven't seen them play this year. I haven't seen that Quinn Ewers quarterback. I missed some highlights. Yeah. He played pretty well, which was kind of funny. I think I heard something. He threw a pick on his first play, and then after that, he was really good. So. I want to see him play. Also, good to see Alabama on a national stage. See them play. That's I think that's that's it to that game. It'll probably be a route, but game, but game day is there. So, do you have anything to say about that one? 
Uh, not really. I think we can just move on to the next. Thing. So the next one is big for a couple of reasons. I think Pitt, Tennessee is the another ranked matchup. That's a pretty good game. They definitely have like a home and home or home and away or something because they put last year as well. Um, again, I guess we go good look at Tennessee. I watched some highlights of their game last week, but it was against Ball State and they smoked them. Mm-hmm. Pitt had a really good win against West Virginia late last last year. Um, but it's mainly for, you know, we're all about the SEC here. You know, like the Big Ten, too. And then, um, but I suppose you have to be Tennessee, yes. Yeah. Uh, we played them late. We're going That's to here. Wa- I think we'll, we'll beat them. You think we'll lose? Yeah, we're, we're going to that game, watching them play Kentucky. I want to see how good they really are, how good Hen Hooker is. Um, I was talking with somebody two days ago, and they told me he told me that they got this really good receiver, like the Fellas Jones level receiver. Uh-huh. So I want to see if he's any good. And obviously, Keaton Slovis, the quarterback for Pitt, I like him. So that, that's that's obviously a big game. And I'm going to sprinkle in Wisconsin plays, Washington State, like at Washington State or something. It's actually televised at 3 30. I want to see how good Wisconsin is. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is absolutely very good. They had like 200 yards rushing last yeah. week. So we'll see that game as well. I'll be watching that tomorrow, too, obviously. Go, go Badgers. So I think those are the main games. I hope we didn't miss any games. But um, our. Uh, Good. I think you have Thursday Night Football Reactions. This is actually really interesting because yeah. I would get much to say about what happened, especially on the Rams side. But I'll let you start. Okay. I feel like I'm talking about Yeah, you've talked uh, quite a bit about uh, some of those later games. Um, we watched the. I watched the whole Thursday Night Football game, and I think it showed us a lot about the Rams. Um, a lot of people probably came into the season thinking the Rams are going to Run it back, be a top two seed again. We'll talk about it a little later. We don't have them winning their division. Um, they're just an interesting team. I think they'll probably get it figured out later. Sean McVay came out and said after the game, Allen Robinson was terrible. I have him on my fantasy It's not, it's not him. I know it's not him. I'm going to get him. It's not him, but um, I just want to make sure we're not slandering him. Like Stafford or Sean McVay after the game said, like, they were running zone the whole time. They only ran man, like, twice. And he said that's why he never threw it to Robinson. But um, there's been a whole bunch of memes about like how Robinson was open. Up. The one play you always look to was that one play where Robinson's like running across wide open. Stafford looks at him, and he's like about to throw to him. And then he decides to run for like yeah, two yards. I saw that. that was the biggest like what are you doing moment, I think, of the whole game. Yeah, I Even agree. with Stafford's like picks and everything, I thought that was more like what, what are you thinking there? Like what's the – Downside of getting an extra ten yards, yeah, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills looked incredible. Uh, Josh Allen had a couple picks that weren't really on him. Uh, the Bills running backs though are very sus. James Cook one carry, one fumble, uh, didn't look good. Who we've been talking about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Moss had a fumble. He had like five carries, so it's definitely good for Devin Singletary that he, he was he played pretty good. He didn't fumble the ball. Uh, Josh Allen was good on his legs, like we, like I thought he would be. Hit his over on rushing yards, but sadly, Matthew Stafford was thirty yards short of his passing yards over. Even with his like three interceptions, he still almost got there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Rams just looked fraudulent. It's it's a one game sample size against maybe the best defense in the league. So who knows how they'll bounce back? But what are your thoughts? Um. I mean, you touched on some of it. I How about Cam Akers? I think the main thing is that the Bills' defense is a really good balance of 
pressure and coverage. Mm-hmm. Now that they have their pressure, so now they have Von Miller, it is like unlocked a whole new thing with their defense because they got Rousseau on one side, they got I mean, he plays a little bit of linebacker as well, covered us all a little bit. And then you have Vaughn Miller, and, I mean, he was giving them hell. I think they had seven or eight sacks. Seven, yeah. I mean, it was seven insane. Vaughn Miller is still really good. That was a one. I was kind of – not really a question mark because I really thought he played really well in the playoffs. But he is getting older, but he's just turned his career around. I mean, he couple bad years with the Broncos, and he's just raw. I mean, he would give Stafford hell. They could not throw the ball deep. I mean, you were watching them, and it was just checked down. Higby, check down a cup, check down the Higby, check down the cup, check down check to Henderson, down, check down to Henderson, check down to Slovenian, what is his name? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. it was pretty funny meme to him with an all white guy, which I thought was hilarious. But it was like they were really making the Rams check it down. They were giving them stuff, but it was just like they had checked down. And I think eventually it just got to them and they were getting a third long and then just get sacked. Like that happened so many times. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, the Bills proved that they're legit. Um, but the thing that I was more alarmed with, because I kind of thought that would happen offensively, was the Rams defensively. It was just a mess. Jalen Ramsey got, Jaylen Ramsey got cooked. Devin Singletary probably averaged over seven yards of carry, which is just nuts. Like, the Rams are supposed to be not a very good rushing team. Like, that's their one thing on offense. Because Josh Allen has to rush, because they're not very good at rushing. But when Singletary is going for that much a pop, yeah. they had one drive in the second half where it was just, they were running out of field. I mean, they just ran it down their throats. And that's just alarming. You know, they, lasted, they lost to the Bass and Joseph Day. Mm-hmm. They lost um, a couple of other, other tier linemen. And obviously losing Vaughn Miller. It's big on the defensive line, though. It's kind of Aaron Donald and not much else. And Bobby Wagner might have had a couple tackles. Did not impress me. Yeah, Did not impress me. Missed a couple tackles, just didn't let look. Josh Allen dunk on let's him. Jo- yeah, let Josh Allen dunk on him. Like he was getting to spots, but he just wasn't being like tackle for loss or tackling him and not. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the main thing is if their defense plays like that, if Ramsey plays like that. I mean, it is Ramsey gave up a perfect passer rating, like two touchdowns, like it over so hundred yards. They got cooked on offense. They look bad, and we'll talk about them later. But some guys have them missing the playoffs, like in the creator space. Yeah, they might be hitting it. Like they might be hitting yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that yeah. could be true. And then uh, one thing we didn't mention: Cam Akers, uh, terrible pick in fantasy. We, but we, we don't know. We feed him. We, yeah, yeah, we feed him. Yeah, it was he, a fake. he obviously is going to be a player that's going to get more touches as he yeah. goes on. But how many touches is that's that going to be worth his ADP? Yeah, that yeah. was that now. And you know, what people were drafting. If you him, get Cam Akers, you have to. You had to get Daryl Henderson too. Yeah, and, and if you did, then you're not like yeah, super. People bad. are not. People, I guess, but the. Probably at his ADP, you're drafting a starter, mm-hmm. and he's not starting for you the first probably four weeks now. Whereas you probably shouldn't, unless he comes out next week and just gives like I just don't. That's me, but I don't have him in any leagues, so yeah, I don't either. So back now we're going to talk to our NFL kind of predictions. Um, we've had these for a while, but then we had some fun with it. And two days ago, we like did a whole uh, record predictor, mm-hmm. and it kind of confirmed some of our stuff, but also kind of gave us some insight on. Who has hard schedules and who doesn't have hard schedules? And like, like Saints have the hard schedule and like, like unexpected. Yeah, like some schools. I mean, some teams have unexpectedly harder schedules than others. But we're gonna go uh, seed by seed. So NFC, I got the Packers as my one seed. Who's yours? I had the Niners as my one seed. Um, uh, for the Packers, uh, this is I feel like a little bit of a hotter take. I think some people think they're gonna have some like. 
growing pains and then maybe be a three or four seed and still win the division. But I think with their defense and um, the combination of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think they've lost less than like 12 games this season. No. Like it's something crazy like that. So I think we're going to figure out they left off, figure it out offensively, especially if their run game can get going. And um, you can go to the Niners. Yeah. Um, the Niners are obviously a very good playoff performing team. But I think with – I feel like they're very healthy this year besides maybe George Kittle. Ayuk's not going to be in the doghouse anymore. Trey Lance, I think, gives them a much higher ceiling in the regular season. So I think if Trey – I'm kind of projecting Trey Lance to, like, be a better starter than Jimmy Garoppolo was in terms of getting them wins. Uh, so I think the Niners – I have the Packers as my two seed. I'll just go ahead and say that. Yeah. I think they're probably going to have the same record. I literally just gave the edge to the Niners because I think it's it might be a little bit different. I don't know how high people are on the Niners this year, but I feel like they really ha- are set at like all levels of the game. They have good skill positions, potentially good quarterback play, good offensive line, uh, good great defensive line, great linebacking core. Their corners and like safeties, I'm not you super sure about. Well. But I think they are a lock for winning the division. And not not necessarily a lock, but I think they have a very, very good chance of winning the division, especially with how the Rams look. Yeah, I, that's a good I, – I, Niners is my two seed. I'm not going to spend much time on it. I really agree. you got to think, Trent doesn't have to do all that much in the passing game to be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. But what he adds in that rushing game, I think Kyle Shanahan is really excited to see – what kind of like QB runs that he can kind of like draw up and stuff like that. So I really do think that the Niners are going to be a really good choosing team just because the trends just have to be like all that much passing. So third, we have the same third. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Bucks. Yeah. Um, there's always kind They're of. Not, there's not much to say. Tom Brady, good defense. Good defense. Yeah, Chris Godwin. Good. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Chris Godwin's like might come back for week one, which is pretty wild. Which is, not expected. So, yeah. So yeah Compare him with Julio Jones. I think they'll have some, like, sus losses. You know, like if they did in their Super Bowl, had their Super, in their Super Bowl run, they, like, lost to the Bears and Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy. So, like, they'll have games like that. Like Tom Brady's like, fourth down. <laughs> yeah. So they'll have games like that, but I think in the in the end, they'll they'll be a good team. And they're a good team, and be a really good team in the playoffs. I think they're a team that's going to be more worried about how, how they play in the playoffs more than their seeding. Yeah. So. Um, and then for the four seed, uh, initially I thought this team was going to be a little bit higher of a seeding, but when it came down to it and their uh, schedule and the other team's schedule, I put the Eagles as my four seed. Uh, they improved a lot uh, over the off season in all areas of the game. They traded for uh, the CJ Gardner, CJ Gardner Johnson as a corner. They yeah. traded for obviously AJ Brown was the big one. Uh, for the receiving core, which seemed a little sus, definitely starting to fit more into place. Drafted Jordan Davis. We've talked about all these guys before and how good of a team we think they'll be uh, when we were doing our NFL tier list. But I think I feel pretty good about them winning the division, especially with the Cowboys a little bit banged up and uh, not having all their receivers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll win the division pretty easily. And I think they'll be up there and record with the rest of these teams. I just feel like. 
they're not as proven as the rest of them. Yeah. So I feel like it's safer to kind of put them at this four spot. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. I think like I was gonna like be cool and put like a two or three seed. I did too. And then I was like, it's just like they're susceptible to. They're probably the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Eh. They're probably. I could see them when they maybe don't win the division if they don't fit all well. Yeah. So I put them at the four, but I really do believe in them. And you know, the Cowboys are just. Just, they're just a little sus here because I think they've lost. And Tyron Smith is injured or something. Yes, so. he is. That was what I was talking about. Yeah, so that's all I gotta say about them. And then move on to the Rams. Uh, I got. I'm less confident in this after yeah, watching this. I might want them as my seventh seed now. But like, they're they're on my five. I again, it, it, it's tough to react from. Playing the Bills are the best team in the league. You don't know. Yeah. You know. They and then um, I think Sean McVay is gonna make good coach. I I think he's got earned the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. of. They probably were slow. I mean, he did take Jared Goff to the Super Bowl. You got to think about that. Like, yeah, that's happened before. So I think they they'll turn around. And I think they will like beat most of their easier opponents, especially in that division. Yeah. Um. So just talking about Rams. So our six seed, our our top seven seeds are very similar. We have a different seven seed, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, but the Cowboys, once again, we both have that that six seed. They're a team where. They always just have like a lot of upside because like they have a good quarterback. Um, I don't hate Mike McCarthy as a coach, even though sometimes he's pretty sus. Um, their defense with Micah Parsons feels like it can really come together. Trevon Diggs, as much as he gets hated on, is still a good corner. Um, they're just a team where it's like you would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this year. I feel like mm-hmm. and a weaker NFC. I feel like there was only three teams I had competing for the sixth, 7th spot. And outside of them, I feel like there was like a drop-off of like two wins when I did my record predictions. So I feel pretty good about the Cowboys making the playoffs this year. Uh, do you want to get started with your 7th seed? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with the Cowboys stuff. What was that skill? Like skill positions outside of CD. Like, mm-hmm. like how that's going to look. But I, I agree with that. Michael Gallup comes back. He can do really yeah. good. So we'll and I think Zeke's going to have a bounce back here. This yeah, Zeke's before. bouncing back. Um, my seven, and it's really hard because I do like the Vikings this year, but I just don't think I don't think they've earned my benefit of the doubt when they've had this kind of better roster and they just haven't made it work. So I'm going with the Saints. This is kind of like I, I just like the Saints like in terms of like not object, like objectively. I like them. I just like them. Yeah. Um, I like Jameis. They were five and two before he got hurt last year. That's a pretty big stat. I mean, they had that one game where they smoked the Packers in week one, and the Packers wanted to go and be the one seed. So between that, and I just think they made a lot of good moves this offseason. I, mean, I love how they draft. I mean, drafting Chris Olave was great. Michael Thomas, Trevor Penning, Trevor Penning is sus. Um, but they had the right idea with like going mm-hmm. offensive yeah. lineman and then trying to go, but they spit the wrong offensive lineman. Um, but get Chris Olave back, Michael Thomas coming back, their defense is elite. James I mean, coming back. I mean, yeah, James coming back. But uh, from deep, like, I like Cameron Jordan. I don't like it if they trade away the corner, the CJ yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. still Lattimore. Yeah. Um, they still Demario Davis, who's a really good linebacker. And then I think their secondary is still really good. So there's a pretty complete team. They give it the Bucks hell every year. I think they'll be able to put it together this year. And how to love some sus games, but like 10 7, 10, 7 seed, I can see it for them. Yeah. Uh, I have them as the same record as my 7 seed. I literally just have tiebreaker. 
uh, to the Vikings. I think the Saints are going to be a really good team. I was going back and forth on who I was having with my seventh seed. Um, but the Vikings are a team that I just kind of like to cheer for more than the Saints. They're just a more explosive offense, I feel like. They're a lot of fun to watch. They're always in high-scoring games, whereas the Saints are more of a defensive-minded team uh, with that offensive upside this year with all these guys coming back. But a lot of it is like banking on Jameis being good coming off injury, Michael Thomas being good, Chris Olave, he's good, but he's still a rookie. So it's like the Vikings offense is just more proven. You know it's going to be good with Alvin Cook, who's good, Justin Jefferson, who's good, Adam Thielen, who's good. KJ Osborne kind of broke out a little bit last year. Um, Jalen Rager. Yeah. They added Jalen Rager. Uh, their defense is always the biggest gripe for them. They give up too many points and put so much pressure on their offense to just keep scoring the whole time. You know, Harrison Smith is a good piece. But I don't I think they're a team where it's just fun to see them in the playoffs because they I feel like they would have a better chance of producing a really good game against the two seed than like the Saints would. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I, I would um I do want to touch on I think there's a little bit there's a reason to be a little more optimistic about them this year because of like the coaching change. Oh yeah that too. And I'm gonna talk about that when uh when we talk about like offensive player of the year. But I just feel like that's going to overall make that team in like that offense a lot better and more efficient. So there's reason to be optimistic. I think Mike Zimmer was just kind of he didn't really control the locker room and like didn't really like her cousins. So like I think there's a reason to be optimistic because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Starting with their AFC. Oh, also I forgot to mention they also added Zadarius Smith, oh, which could be a huge, huge play huge. for their pass rush. That's huge. I, yeah, I'm glad we mentioned that. I mean, yeah. him and Daniel Hunter off the sides is pretty massive. And they still got Eric Kendricks at linebacker. Uh, their defense has a lot more upside, literally just with the addition Zadarius Smith. Because he helps their pass rush. Because he helps their pass rush, and your pass rush being good helps your whole. Yeah, a um, lot. we'll see how washed Harrison Smith is this year, though. Yeah, he might be pretty washed. He, he had a pretty we'll bad year last year for what I remember. So we'll see how many yeah, games. Yeah, let's get to the AFC, though. AFC, uh, Bills. And I think that's it. I know it's yeah, yeah, Bills. Yeah. Bills. Bills. Uh, two, we have the same team, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, Chargers. Big Chargers guys here. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, we talked about this in the last year, last, last episode, so I'm not going to get on it. Best offseason in the NFL last mm-hmm. year. I had so many star players. Also, just filling the gaps in terms of being a good, better on defense, getting Sebastian Joseph Day, and then just overall, their offense is going to be just as good. So that's two. They're just a team where they have everything. They just, and it's like, this could be a year where Justin Herbert just puts them over the top. Um, they and yeah, that's all there is to really say about it. I think a lot of people are high on the Chargers this year. Yeah. Um, some people might still have the Chiefs won the division, but I think the Chargers overtake them narrowly. Yeah, and then our three is uh, the Ravens. They're just winners. This might be a little bit more of a bold pick because a lot of people think the Bengals are still going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, we the Ravens are better than the Bengals. Yeah, the, the Ravens were just so banged up. Believe that. We believe that. The Ravens podcast approved. Ravens will finish. Yeah, Ravens are approved by us. I mean, they had a good off season, and all they they didn't even really need one. They seemed to be healthier, mm-hmm. but they added um, Kyle Hamilton, which was a good. I think the overall had a really good draft. So adding all that, and then I mean, they're saying they're stacked. We talked about it in the ATR episode, but like Mon Humphrey, I mean Peters. I mean it's just like 
it's stacked. And you got Count Hamlin in that. It's gonna be really good. It's 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 gonna be really good. So when they're healthy, they're gonna beat the. They're, I think they're gonna beat the Ravens. So. But also, apparently, Lamar and the Ravens have like officially not gotten together on a contract extension and are gonna worry about it like in the off season. So we'll see how that goes on him getting a new contract. If he play, if if, he, if, he, if plays, he plays, I feel like he's gonna only motivate him to play better. And if I think, um, the Ravens and I have a reason to be cautious with him. But I think if they have, if he has a good season this year, they'll end that debate. Yeah, I think so. He's had, he's, he's had he's down years, but he's had a couple of years where he just hasn't been fully healthy, and it's just been like a little bit suspect. Mm-hmm. I think everyone can agree on that. But if he's one, it's pretty crazy good. looking back though how dominant Lamar was that MVP season, and everybody was like, he's he's like not going to be able to be stopped, and then the next year everybody figured him out. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's interesting. Know, it was a big turnaround. He's just him. not, or he's like kind of like that. Into the top ten range now, no. where it's like he was. I think he got number one in the NFL top one. He did, and it's like he's falling a little bit. But I think this year, years. this year, is I think more. he's going to bounce back this year, though. Contract year, stay healthy. I think he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, four is the Colts for you. For me, um, there were a team like the Eagles where I really wanted to put them at like the two or three, yeah. and I really, I'm like, I'm a Colts certified believer. Michael Pittman. Uh, every, every, every one of the players. I, I believe in Mike Pittman. I believe in Jonathan Taylor. I believe in Matt Ryan. I believe in... Uh, Larry is out week one, though. He is out week one, which is sus. So we'll see. We'll that see. Is. But I'm, I'm a believer in the fact that they have a great offensive line. And Shaq Leonard is what he likes to be called now, actually. Oh, Shaq. Shaq Leonard. Shaq. Shaq. Is is a good obviously, he's, he's a game changer. Good offense, good defense. You had Matt Ryan at a passing game. I believe in him. Yeah. Uh, and... Don't get me wrong. I do like the Colts this year, but I think people are kind of sleeping on the Titans a little bit. They were the number one overall seed last year without Derrick Henry for like half of the season. I think if Derrick Henry plays the whole season, I think they'll they'll probably like skate like narrowly like beat out the Colts for top of that division. I think that my five to seven seeds, I have all like really close records mm-hmm. to like winning their division, but like losing by like one game or something. Um, the Titans are just a team where you add Traylon Burks and you feel like that's almost your immediate AJ Brown like replacement. He's not obviously AJ Brown, but I feel like he's going to be able to fit in that role. They added Robert Woods, so like. Their receiving core literally like actually got better, even though they lost AJ Brown, which is pretty wild to say. Yeah, it is. Um, and you get Derrick Henry back for a whole season, they can get back to their identity. Ryan Tannehill's a you know he's a system guy, but he can like win you games if he plays well enough. Uh, their defense, they have um, Harold. Right. They have a uh, Byard who's really good. I'm gonna look. They have Harold Landry, right? I'm not very skilled. Not very. I know Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree, Leonard, uh, Byard, and then I don't even know if they. Had, but oh, they added Zach Cunningham at the end of last season. That was a pretty good. That addition. was good. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey Simmons was who I was thinking of. I don't know where Harold Landry came from. <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons. Is uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a beast on the D line. Um, Bud Dupree, I still believe. I can't really guy remember Madden. He's like eight feet apart. Yeah, that was funny. Um. They also drafted a pretty underrated receiver in Kyle Phillips, who not a lot of people know about yet. Um, a lot of people are picking him like late in fantasy drafts. It's kind of an upside guy because 
of his potential, but we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, their offensive line, I don't love, but I feel like they're serviceable. And with Derrick Henry, you don't need an incredible offensive line. I, I think they're just a team where they're a good regular season team, and they'll probably get first-rounded, even though I have them as my four seed. Um, I think my, my they're like an awesome player. Yeah. So uh, my five is the Chiefs. Um, I think it, they're gonna be one of those five seeds where they're just, like they're they're dangerous. Like they're gonna be like. Well, Landry is on the Titans. Okay. One of the one the Bucks were a five seed one at all. That's the Chiefs. Like I don't think they're gonna miss that much of a beat. I'm just that high on the Chargers toward the yeah literally. It's gonna be a five seed. But I do think they'll be like twelve and five still, eleven yeah. and six, and they'll be they'll be five seed. I, I completely agree. Uh, they probably they lost a little bit of talent. Tyron Matthews not the guy he used to be, but it's still better than whoever they have now. Their defense, their defense is going to be kind of tough. George Carlottis, who you'll get into later, mm-hmm. um, you're, you got to hope he's good because if he's not, he might be kind of screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I kind of like their O line. I feel like that's good. Their running backs are always terrible. That's just the Chiefs' way. I don't know. They should have just kept like it. Well, just think they could have drafted DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor. Oh, God. And they just drafted yeah, they would be so a winner. It was just, it, even at the time, it was just like, what? what? And it's like, I don't know. It was just a bad pick at the time, still a bad pick. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to be a beast this year, I'm sure. Uh, one of those receivers that they added are going to be a breakout candidate, whether it's Juju. Or Valdez Scanling or Sky Moore or whoever it is. Uh, they have a bunch of like kind of mid receivers, but I feel like one of them is just gonna break out and be the guy. I think uh McCole Hardman could be pretty good. McCole Hardman. I mean I heard this, I was listening to this, and apparently they um drafted McCole Hardman to be the Tyree Kill like replacement or something. And then when Terry Kill was good, even though he was older, they're like, Oh, we don't need but now that the fact that He's actually yeah. gone, and he's pretty like he knows the system pretty well. I think he'll be pretty good. He's kind of forgotten about, but I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah. Um, my six is the Bengals. Um, my six is also the Bengals. They're a they're a tough team to predict. We talked about this in our tier about them, where they're they won Super Bowl, so you, or they I mean they went to Super Bowl and lost. So you think maybe the end of their run, but in re- reality, it's not. So um, not much to say about them other than the fact that. Obviously, we're not a big fan of the Mickey Mouse playoff run last year, but um, they're still really good on offense. I do think teams are going to take away their passing ability to pass it deep, but I do think Joe Burrow is more than capable of just digging and dunking it down the field. Great. They have great skill position players. I mean, it's insane. And then we'll have to see how Jesse Bates plays. That's a little bit of a question mark for me in terms of he's on the franchise tag, he's going to be invested, you know, how good is he going to play? And that secondary overall, I feel like overperformed last year. So we'll see how they do this year. Yeah, um, I I agree. The Bengals are just the team that everybody was like on the bandwagon for them last year. And obviously, as AFC North fans, we weren't, and we yeah. could kind of like see through some of their flaws. They got away with a lot of stuff because Jamar Chase was so good. I think teams are going to be better. They did. There wasn't much film uh, on Jamar Chase, so it's like. Because he missed that last year of college, and then he just came straight into the NFL's pick five. People are like, "You're really not taking Penesul." Obviously, looking back, they made the right pick. Um, crazy. And, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But 
I think people, I think the teams now that they can really see what Jamar Chase can do, they're going to be a little bit more prepared for him. Let Tyler Boyd beat you, you know. Um, it's tough. I, I like their, I like Trey Hendrickson a lot, and I like um, Jesse Bates a lot. Outside of that, I'm not a huge fan of their defense. Von Bell's like, all right. So um, was pretty good last year. Uzier was pretty good last year, but it's like, so was he really, Oh, Mike Hilton, I do like though. He's really good. Yeah, Mike uh, Eli Apple, obviously. The secondary is on paper isn't that good. They just perform pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Else. So we'll we'll see with them. It's not a matter of I think the Bengals are just gonna like have this huge regression necessarily. I think they might win one or two less games with a harder schedule now than they won the North. But it's more so the Ravens have an easy schedule because they got last. And I think they're just a better team in general. So it's like. This is the highest I can put because I'm not putting them ahead of the Chiefs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really this a is their, this, yeah. It's not, this is so good this year. You got to think about that. Yeah. So we still think they're a good team. It's just they're not. I'm not gonna. They're the elite level of team. I mean, if you think all the way down to their first Chiefs win, I mean, it was so many close ones they were out. So you oh, don't know yeah. how, how it's gonna bounce. So my seven, but we flipped like AFC South. Sevens. Yeah. Uh, my seven is the Titans, just because. They had a really tough end of the season last year. They are probably one of the worst one seeds in the history of the universe. But it's also the receiving core, you say it's better, which I, it can, I it can it's, be. I, I think it's more of that Saints point of kind of improvement. Robert Woods coming off an injury. How is he going to be? Um, Traylon Burks, I have no clue. He could be super good. Or I have no clue. He's getting in college. He was great college. I, I loved him in college. I just don't know how big he's going to be for the Titans. Who knows? I think it'll be good, but like that's a little bit of a question mark. I think Derrick Henry's health every year he gets older is always going to be a question mark. I know that like he's Derrick Henry and whatever, but they do get a little ball a lot, and that's got to have a lot of wear and tear on his body. I mean, gee, I mean, since Alabama, they've just been forced to beat them in twenty twelve. So it's been a, it's been a grip for mm-hmm. our running back to have this long of a lifespan. So that's that is just a question mark, and I just like pulls that much. But I could see this team maybe even completely away from the playoffs if they're really disappointing. Because yeah. if you think about how bad their passing offense was outside of targeting A.J. Brown, it was pretty bad. So we'll just have to see how it is this year. Yeah. Uh, my 17, like you said, uh, we flipped AFC South. I have the Colts here. A lot of people are really high on the Colts, and I'm not, like, super sold on them yet. Um, Jonathan Taylor's a beast. I think he might. He's obviously, I don't know if he's going to have the season he had last year. Obviously, the O-line is really good, and that obviously helps Jonathan Taylor a lot. I think their offense is going to be improved with Matt Ryan, and Michael Pittman's probably going to take a step. I'm still not sold on the receiving core, though, outside of him. Alec Pierce is a question mark as a rookie. Paris Campbell is like Paris Campbell. Um, and their defense. I'm a little bit scared about Shaq Leonard. Uh, if he's actually hurt for a long period of time, that could cost them a couple wins, honestly, because of yeah. how important he is to their defense. Yeah. And it's like they have a bunch of no names out, out There's him, DeForest Buckner, who's really good. Raw. And then I, I forgot about this, but they added uh, Stefan Gilmore. Which I did not. Realize. Oh, I forgot. About that. Yeah, that's right. Which that helps their secondary a lot, but it's like it, he's their coach. other cornerbacks are like there's a whole secondary. They're all Nick Cross is their Nick Cross is their strong safety. Yeah, he's just Julian Blackman at free safety is like yeah, all right. I've heard of him before. But. Um, 
they got Yannick Ngakwe at defensive end. Mm, so, yeah. so it's like they yeah, they have a lot of question marks. Cody Pay. Um, I don't know. It's just they're just a team that it's more I'm betting on the Titans in the regular season. I think the Colts are probably going to be like a better team. They they missed the playoffs last year, so it's just tough for me to like jump them over the one seed in the AFC after yeah, the addition of like Matt Ryan as like and Stephon Gilmore, but it's like pretty big addition. I, well, in, in my opinion, they're the seventh best team in the AFC last year. Like them, not even though they didn't make it. Yeah, I still think they were the seventh best team. So they're basically, in my eyes, a playoff team that's improving. So that's why I have them so high because I kind of always see them as a playoff team. Because that was it was kind of a bad Mickey Mouse loss. Back then, I think they lost like Texans, and not Texans. They lost, they lost to the Jags. They lost someone else bad before the Jags up too. Like that was wasn't supposed to be that for them. So like, not Texans, but something up, someone of that caliber. Where I was like, really? So um, like I think they were like nine and five. Or they like they had a little bit of a choke where it was like everybody was locking them in. They were picking them as like a team that could potentially upset, um, and then they just kind of thought, okay, this is like not living. So moving on. Um, you start with your first award, and I'll see what I Okay. Um, what award do you want to start with? MVP. MVP. Okay. It's kind of oh, uh, the other team they lost to the Raiders in the second to last week. So it's like what was the week before that. They beat the Cardinals, beat the Patriots, beat the Texans. Um, they, they also lost like a close game. Or something. So it's like they lost by like three. They should have won. But it's like if the Raiders lost, then they would have stuck in, and the Raiders probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. So, tough, tough two losses. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're starting off with the bang. Uh, oh, MVP. I feel like, well, isn't this how we have it set up? I feel like this is. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like this is fine. Uh, so MVP, um, Josh Allen is the guy that everybody's picking. This year, I feel like, and I just, it's not that I want to go outside of the grain. It's like, I thought he was going to win it last year, and then he just, like, fell out of the race out of nowhere. He just have bad stretches. And it's like, he just has these bad stretches, whereas I feel like the Chargers have the, and Justin Herbert might have a slightly better season. I'm all for Josh Allen, too. I could easily see Josh Allen winning it. Um, The Chargers are a team where I could see them, like, even beating out the Bills for the one seed as well, even though we didn't have it, have it like that. Uh, but I think he's going to have that leap this year and really break out, whereas Josh Allen kind of already had his breakout, and it's hard to like do more than he really did last year, whereas I feel like Justin Herbert has a lot of room to improve still. And I think with a lot of improvement, he's a guy that is a little bit... Um, of I think he's their team record is going to improve a lot too, and a lot of that's going to be attributed to Herbert because he's going to be playing so well. They didn't make the playoffs last year, and I think they're going to be like the two seed this year. So I think that big of a jump, whereas the Bills were already that caliber of team under Josh Allen, might be enough. Uh, yeah, I pick I pick Josh Allen because I was trying to like predict it, and I think he's the favorite because of his rushing ability. I mean, and the fact that he can make highlight plays. Like, Lamar and his spin move on the Bengals was like an MVP-level play. It's kind of like the Heisman. You have Heisman moments. I think Josh Allen's like MVP moments. Like, dunking on him, that was, I mean... I think Herbert has those moments, too. When he came back and did that drive against the Raiders in that Week 18... That that was was big. I think Josh Allen is a walking highlight reel. And it's one of those where it's like, he's got a bunch of going to happen. 
So I'm just picking this year. Yeah. And then I don't think I think it's on mission this year to to not, you know, have those bad stretches. So I think it'll be fine. Okay. Defense by the I'll start with this one. I got Miles Garrett. Um this is a homer pick to its, its core, obviously from the Browns. I think he's like a top three to top three, top five defensive player in the league, and he still doesn't have one. Um if the Browns defense is really good and they pick up a lot of wins early without Deshaun Watson, some of that might be attributed to him if he has a lot of sacks. So there's a pretty good path to where I think Miles Garrett can set himself up to win the award. Uh, my Depoy, um, I think Depoy, it's a little underrated how, like, I feel like it's somewhat important to be, like, in playoff contention yeah. for this award. That's the only reason that, like, I don't trust Miles Garrett this year to win the award because I don't really think the Browns are going to be in much of a playoff contention this year, especially with Deshaun suspended for most of the year. Uh, I took Micah Parsons because I think the Cowboys are going to be steadily in the playoffs. And he was, like, the guy that, like, was the only other guy really in contention you kind of felt like with T.J. Watt last year. And he was a rookie. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to take another step. He's the do-it-all guy. He, he'll get his sacks. He can get picks. Fun. Yeah, like fumble recovery, like almost touchdown, or maybe he did have a touchdown last year. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy, he gets a lot of highlight plays too. And against some of these weaker offensive lines, like teams like the Giants, I feel like he can just kind of like feast in the NFC yeah. Uh So he's a guy that I really trust to make a good run for the award this year, and he's never won it as well. I feel like last year people had like a little bit of a rookie bias against him. Like, oh, he's rookie. Yeah, I think so too. Way. He really probably was like the second or third best candidate in the race. So that was pretty crazy. You you start with offensive player of the year. Uh, um, my offensive player of the year is Justin Jefferson. Um, you're gonna mention the coaching stuff, so I won't really talk about that too much. But he's just he's just destined for greatness. He's such a good player. Um, you can't you don't think Cooper Cup is gonna win it again this year, and. After John the Taylor season last year, it's like, how much more could he really do? And Justin Jefferson is like that other guy that you feel like is just like ahead above the rest of the competition. And I never like giving this award to a quarterback. With Herbert as my pick, I probably should have given an offensive player of the year to like Josh Allen or something. I think it should go to quarterback. So but I don't think this should be a quarterback award. So I like Justin Jefferson a lot this year. Uh, he's such a fun player to watch. He's a highlight player with all his grittying when he's walking into the end zone and all this and that. Um, he's just a – he's a stud. He's a stud. And he, I he was trying to think about not copying and pick someone else. But I think the – I'm mentioning the coaching change thing because I think we'll have a Cooper Cup level season this year. And he's not even like a – he's not even like the favorite to win the award, which was a little surprising That was to surprising me. to me. I think he's going to win it because – He's a good, I think he's a, he got a lot more like just straight up receptions, like Cooper Cup did last year, and with the, the Rams type of coaching, he's playing yeah. the Cooper Cup role, and I just think he'll thrive in that role. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is a top five in odds. For, Who is the top unit to? Uh, number one is Jonathan Taylor. Two is Cooper Cup. Those understandable. But, I just think they would have to improve have, themselves they had their seasons. they had their seasons and I think they'll have a little bit of progression from both of them mm-hmm. Derrick Henry 3 totally see that mm-hmm. yeah. Leo Samuel 4 that's, uh, that's just I don't think that's a very good pick I don't think he'll get as much volume as he did last year Devontae Adams 5 I don't think he'll get as much volume with 
I don't think the Raiders are going to be a good enough team even for him to win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Justin Jefferson is six at plus sixteen hundred, so I do really like that bet. And that's another reason where, like, I think with the Vikings sneaking on as my seven seed, that will help them a lot too. That's true. Whereas, like, I think that was a big thing against Jonathan Taylor last year too. Was that like he didn't make the playoffs? No, it wasn't on him. Did he do but also Cooper Cup's season was just too yeah, much. No, yeah, no, that was just yeah, tough. Um, uh, offensive rookie of the year. You start here. Um, I'm my little Saints bias for I'm a random Saints bias that yeah. I love the Saints. Uh, Chris Olave. Um, he all the receivers this year I think were in the same tier of player. All the way from Drake London all the way to Anderson Williams. You know, outside of John Johnson, right? I think he dropped them out, right? But Chris Olave is in my favorite situation of all of them. And I think um, with quarterbacks, with Kenny Pickett not starting maybe enough games, you're going to have to get to a receiver. You're going to get to a running back either. We saw them go after him. So um, I think you got to get to a receiver. And I like Chris Olave the most. I think he's going to catch a lot of touchdowns. And that's six offense. I think he's going to fall out. Yeah, uh, I, I don't hate the Olave pick because he's going to get good volume this year, I think, um, with their weaker receiving core, especially if Thomas is still banged up a little bit. Um, my offensive rookie of the year, originally I was going like for a Drake London, but I feel like it's genuinely harder for um, receivers to win this award. Like, I feel like Herbert and Jefferson was like a whole thing where it was like, you felt like Jefferson probably had a better season. Won. Herbert won. Herbert won. Oh, which was pretty crazy because of how good of the season. Uh, but last year, it was um, Jamar, right? I'm sure. But that wasn't even close. But it's like, in a Jamar-level season, it's a lot to expect from a Drake London or a Chris Olave, I feel like. Whereas, I don't really see it happening. So, I'm taking... Uh, this isn't a pick I initially went with, but it's all a little bit of a homer pick here. I'm going Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback, like most NFL-ready quarterback to be good in his rookie year. Um, I think if he gets in by week five, he has a very good shot to win it. But if he doesn't, then he won't. It's like, this is like a boom or bust pick. It's like, if something happens to Trubisky or he just plays bad and Kenny Pickett gets in, I feel really good about this pick. And if not, it's like... I got a receiver's probably going to win because I'm not huge on the running backs this year either. In this um... Uh, I, I the one that, you know, Baker Mayfield came in midseason for the Browns like week four, and he had an amazing year, but touchdown record, and he still didn't win the award. It's like, well, I beat him out. So I don't just I don't know if that's you know a thing that can happen. I mean, I, I, I like really I like the I like the pick, but um, no one's gonna pick up to get in. He's playing well when he does get in, but mm-hmm. I think he will. We'll just have to see. But he, all the quarterbacks, he's definitely the one that could. Um, defensive rookie of the year, you start. Um, sorry, I was just looking at some of the the rookies of the year recently, and like Dak won it. Jameis, there was like a big quarterback run, and then it like kind of transitioned to like Kamara, Barkley, and then it was like Herbert, Jamar type thing. But there was a big run where it was like Prescott, Jameis, Bridgewater, like Russ and Cam Newton, and it was like this whole thing. But I guess it's fallen off a little bit more than I thought. But I still like the Kenny Pickett pick if he starts early because, like, I'm not super sold on 
any of these receivers having that blow-up season this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, so defensive rookie of the year, I'm taking the safe pick here. I think Aiden Hutchinson is the guy everybody's picking for this award. He's going to get a bunch of sacks. Uh, he was the number two overall pick. We're not big Trayvon Walker guys, but who is? Um, <laughs> uh, Aiden Hutchinson is just kind of like a safe play. Um, he's a really good player. He's going to get his sacks. He's going to have the stats to compete for the award. Um, and, I, and this is an award that you feel like Ed Rushers get a little bit more because they will just be a lot more on the stat sheets. Than yeah, I think, I mean, you know, an uber underrated part is that the Lions are, are hard knocks this year. Yeah. So they're getting more national attention than they normally would. So that can also kind of a fear. <laughs> that can also kind of like uh, affect it. So speaking of national attention, that's only that's the main reason I pick my player, and I'm going deep in the bag. I don't really have a strong opinion, so I put George Karloff this because I'm thinking of like good defensive players that weren't drafted by shitters. So George Karloff, this if he's really good for them and gets a bunch of sacks, they have a lot of national games. He's going to be kind of in the media in terms of playing in big games, make, making big plays and big moments. To where he might get remembered, like kind of you know, yeah. like Michael Parsons was kind of the same thing. I mean, he was just the basketball, but like a lot of national attention on him yeah. because the Cowboys are really good. So if Carlop is going to do that, yeah. I like it. It's it's a sleeper for sure. But I'm... Uh, I'll do my comeback player of the year pick real quick. Uh, I feel like this is, I feel like he's a, there's a pretty good chance this player wins it. I went Jameis Winston. Uh, yours is coming, gonna backpack off of mine a little bit. But he's like the quarterback that's coming back, and I feel like there's more of a quarterback award. Um, I think Jameis is going to have a really good season this year. Um, I have them as my eighth seed, but I think that'll still be enough. Whereas if Jameis has a good year, I think he'll be a pretty good shot to win it. Uh, but I also really like your pick. You my pick is uh, Michael Thomas, just because... Um, I think uh, uh, maybe something that could be factored is how long his comeback really has been. That's true. And, like, how he had come back from, like, being the best player, best receiver in the league to, like, how far he's fallen off. And I'm just really excited to see him on the field, like, finally. Mm-hmm. And if he's good, it's like, oh, it's such a relief, like, finally. And then they might hand him comeback player of the year. So I know it's kind of interesting. The kid rookie of the year, comeback player of the year, the same team. Same receiving core. Same receiving core. But, um... Sure, how much I believe in Saints receiving core, obviously, but um, I just I just want Michael Thomas to be good again. Yeah, I think more. Than I think that. everybody does. Um, I'm, I was looking at the comeback player of the year odds real quick. Derrick Henry is the favorite. That's right? stupid. He shouldn't be eligible. He yeah, played he in the playoffs played like, last year. He played in the playoffs and he played like eight games. Yeah. Still, I don't, I don't know. That was a little weird. A big jumper that I just realized. Brian Robinson Jr. is third. I could totally see that after he that, got shot. There's a narrative. How, there's a huge narrative for him, kind of like Alex Smith, where like, he's even just decent after coming back so quickly after getting shot. That would be pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, then it's got like McCaffrey. Oh, oh, James was too, by the way. I didn't mention that. Yeah. Like McCaffrey, Baker, Daniel Jones, then Michael Thomas. Daniel I don't know why Jones? Daniel Jones is on here. <laughs> or even Baker Mayfield. Like, what's Baker Mayfield coming back from getting traded? <laughs> Having a well, shoulder he injury, he played through. Yeah. Uh, Some of these going back clear of the years got to be the criteria for you. You would think. Yeah. Um, coach of the year, I'm gonna start this one. Yeah, go for it. Um, 
Yeah, Trey Lance is really good. A lot of people are going to devote it to Kyle Shanahan's coaching. Always sat a year, so smart. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's super smart. So you can have good Trey Lance um, improvement in terms of pro- progressing him because how raw he really is. You know, he played like fucking a couple games at NDSU and then be a really good NFL quarterback. It's going to be driven to coaching and that they back that up with what I think is a really good regular season schedule. I think it's a recipe for him to win coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I do really like that pick. I went a little bit of a different direction. Uh, I went Nick Sirianni. I think the Eagles are going to have a big jump in wins. This is a new coach. You know, he is his second year, so he's uh, still got a lot to prove for them. Yeah, he's, He, like, barely, like, sneaked into the playoffs last year. And I think if he comes back, wins the division, I think the Eagles are going to have a really good record, even though I have them as my four seed. I think that would be enough to kind of bump him to that spot, whereas Kyle Shanahan's already a proven guy that everybody knows is really good. Nick Sirianni is kind of a more under-the-radar coach in the league, I feel like. And I don't know if it will necessarily be his coaching that puts them over the top, but because of their roster improvement, I think they'll get a good amount more wins. Uh, um, I like that. I think... He probably got like a couple random votes last year because of like how they're supposed to be totally building team and make the playoffs. Yeah. And like he thought that was kind of remarkable. So I agree. I think he's on that track. And he's got respect. People respect him as a coach now. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. Just because of how, you know, how good the rushing attack was last year. Now he's a pretty good play caller on offense. So I like that. I like that there. He won it last year, Rabel. Yeah. Yeah. Rabel. Mm-hmm. I'll just go on to see if I can. Cincinnati, Zach Taylor received two, Belichick got one, and Matt LaFleur. Oh, actually, Las Vegas interim coach got three. Oh. And then Matt LaFleur was second and eighth with eight. Oh, I know. So, um, do you want to just quickly hit the week one matchups and wrap this up? Yeah. Because um, we're already like an hour and ten in. That's fine. Yeah, we're we're already about um, yeah. uh, Panthers, Browns is our first one. That's just like a matchup obviously for me as a Browns fan but I mean it's just it's entertainment watching oh, Baker yeah. he said I'm going to F them up he really mean he really eat out for blood and um, it's also just Browns are an interesting team this year because we're starting to go we were set who knows how good we're going to you know who knows how good we're going to be and you know the Panthers are not a complete I mean, they're, they're not great so that they'll be the Browns lose that game will be pretty tough now I feel like um, uh, the, the one thing I'm just going to say I think all of America is cheering for the Panthers in this game because, like, I feel like everybody roots for Baker Mayfield. And I think the Browns might come out with a win. In this. It, it'll be a good game for sure. Browns might sneak out a win. Baker Mayfield might will the Panthers to a win. But either way, I, I am really excited for this game, even though I won't really be able to watch it. Yeah. Oh, be talk, at, talk about the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be at the Steelers at Bengals game where we probably will – run through but I think I think we'll keep it close I think we'll put up a good fight the Bengals destroyed us last year so I'm hoping for anything but that I just want to like enjoy my time there not suffer a blowout I think it'll be close I do think it'll be close I think think we last year we beat the Bills in week one nobody thought we were going to do that so I think we could come out and uh, definitely shock the Bengals a little bit because they're still like riding high off their AFC like and they're like, here comes the Steelers from the Yeah, they're like, Steelers, who cares? We destroyed them last year. They're gonna, so I both, think it'll be a good – I think they're underrating us a little both bit. Both teams remember that blowout, though, and the Steelers are going to remember that. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I got Packers Vikings. That's interesting to see who the better team in that division is. Uh, Bucks Cowboys is. That's I think that's Sunday Night Football. It's a rehash of last year's opener. I feel like that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Very and it was on primetime last year too. I'm excited for that game. It's got a lot of fantasy players too, so it'll definitely be fun to watch. I thought it's interesting. You know, I want to see how the Cowboys work. How good is Tom Brady going to be? How are the Cowboys going to be? I want to see how much. Fantasy point CD Lamb gets honestly because yeah. he could. How I could see if he goes off. Yeah, him and my guys. It's funny, my guys. You know, yeah, my guys, guys are playing against each other. Um, Raiders Chargers. I think that's a really big game because it'll give you a little bit of a look into the craziness that's the AFC West with like four playoff contenders in it. Yeah. Um, I think Chargers will probably come out this one. I'm not sure who's home in this. I think it's at LA. I'm not sure though. Okay. You know? I don't know either. No. Uh, but either way, that's just a fun. The, these teams are so different now. I feel like and they both added pieces on both sides of the ball. Or I don't know if the Chargers really added offensive players. No, but they no. need to. But the Raiders added people on both sides. They added Chandler Jones and Monte Adams, yeah. and then Chargers added a bunch of defensive players. Um, so I'm not sure. So it is at Chargers. So yeah. I think that'll be a good high-scoring game, though. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Probably close to, and that's like a four four twenty-five game, so that'll be good. Yeah, and then the last game is Monday Night Football, uh, Broncos at, at Seahawks. It's it's only Russell Wilson. It's only interesting because Russell yeah. Wilson. And you, I just want to see, you know, we're alone the Broncos. Will they change their opinion on that? You yeah, know, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, their their team that has changed a good amount, and how you know Russell Wilson had a really good year last year, so he's going to bounce back from that. Um, I guess we'll just have to find out. So that those are the notable week one games. Um, we'll come back next week and tell our reactions. And we might even start a series where we got to pick games or pick our favorite games or something. Yeah, this this start. one was just really packed. So yeah, we might, we might, we'll episode. probably start more of our week by week NFL stuff next next episode. Yeah. So, you know. we're, we're really excited for what's to come. Uh, we're excited for this NFL season we've been waiting so long for. College football is getting ramped up too. So. Really excited for where this podcast is going to go. Uh, so please like and subscribe on all of our YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, rate and share the Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. You know, hit up our TikTok. We've been posting some it's videos not, up it's there. Not it's not. It's not dormant anymore. Uh, you can go rate our fantasy teams and let us know what you think. That's true. Um, but yeah, we're having a lot of fun here, and we hope you all are too. Uh, and we'll see you all next time.